0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer, songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road.
1: Yes. Hello everyone, and welcome to on the right road i 'm your host Paula Phillips, and as always i 've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening tonight 's show is going to be about something that I think we all know is a key to a successful school year, and that 's classroom management and as we all know, kind of the formal definition of classroom management is really all those techniques teachers use to keep students organized and focused and academically productive in the classroom. But the way that I also view it is that I believe outstanding classroom management leads to an environment where great teaching and great learning can take place. Nothing is more important than that, right, of course. So in looking at having a successful school year all the way around, it really begins with outstanding classroom management. And the interesting thing about it, I think is that I? this is one of those episodes that so many of you commented that, that you were so excited about learning about any tips that you can get your hands on because one year your classroom management might be off the charts rocking and all of a sudden you get a different group of kids and it can totally change and all those tips and tricks and things that you did in the past might not work again for a new group of students. So tips on classroom management are always yay coveted, I think. So I'm so thrilled that this is our theme for this evening, so early in the school year. I think the timing is just perfect. And my guest is one of the top classroom management experts in the country. We're going to share tons of helpful and insightful information, and my hope is that everything we talk about and connect about will spark ideas and new insights for all of you amazing Right Road teacher friends listening that will help you and your kids have an amazing school year on the Right Road. And... Honestly, I think that a lot of the basic concepts and philosophies that we're going to talk about transfer over to parenting as well, so yay. Now, you know what, you guys? I, I normally do my teacher-listener shout-outs, but I'm going to forego sharing individual on the Right Road teacher shout-outs this evening, and I think you'll all understand and appreciate why, so bear with me if I take a few minutes here. Um, I think it's so important to give an extra special shout out of huge love to everyone in Texas and Florida and everywhere they're feeling the effects of the hurricanes. I'm just, I'm feeling so emotional about the whole situation with Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma and the 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 earthquake that hit near Mexico. Oh my gosh. It's like, I know we're all just, feeling all these emotions about everything, and I feel like tonight I would be really remiss not to share some really special thoughts from my heart about it, and you guys, how this all ties into Right Road is just unbelievable. Okay, bear with me. As you guys, a lot of you, I think know, last month I flew to Oklahoma to meet with the remarkable Mo Anderson. Mo is the former CEO and current vice chair and chairman of the board and co-owner of Keller Williams, which is based in, get this, Texas. And oh my goodness, you guys, on behalf of Keller Williams Realty and her wonderful book, A Joy-Filled Life, Mo, when I went to visit her in Oklahoma, that's where her, her main home is, she became the angel sponsor of everything Right Road, including the On the Right Road radio show Unbelievable. This woman is amazing, and I'm blessed every day just knowing her. And on a side note, nearly 200 of you purchased her book, A Joy Filled Life, and let me know you did as a result of one of my recent Right Road teacher friend emails. And as promised, each one of you will receive a $30 school supply gift pack from Right Road Kids. I just I thought that would be a special surprise for you guys. Those will be going out in the mail throughout this month. And the excitement about our book has been so amazing that we're actually going to keep that special gifting going. I'll share more on the next On the Right Road show and in my Right Road emails to you. But basically, what we're going to do is if you're a teacher, anytime you purchase Mo Anderson's book, A Joy Filled Life, at least through 2017 and probably into 2018 as well, for yourself or as a gift, we're gonna send you a $30 school supply gift pack. So just let me know if and when you ever purchase it, you can check it out. It's called a joy filled life. Again, it's by Mo Anderson and just check it out on Amazon. Easy as pie. It's about 12 bucks, one of the most amazing blessings you'll ever read. And okay So there's more. The special connection about all of this to Texas is, of course, all of you Right Road teacher friends who are from there and going through so much. My heart just goes out to you. And Texas is also the hub, as I said, of Keller Williams Realty. And I was connected to Mo and Keller Williams by my dear friend Lori Stenas, whom I've known since high school. Lori is also a Keller Williams sponsor of On the Right Road as a real estate agent. She lives in Dallas, and she and I have been in constant contact regarding how to best help those in need as a result of Hurricane Harvey. And (laughs) as you may have seen on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this past week, we're doing a Right Road letter writing project to offer hope, love, encouragement, and support to those affected. So many people are not only dealing, as you guys all know, but I think it's so important to just share this out loud. They're not only dealing with flooding of their homes, schools, and communities, but those who have lost their homes or their homes are in major disrepair are also displaced throughout Texas. They're just trying to get their bearings. They don't have a home anymore. I can't even imagine. And... The same thing I know is probably happening right now as we're connecting on the right road throughout Florida and and other states. I hear it's moving on to Georgia now. And uh, what's happening specifically in Texas is that supplies and resources are pouring in from everywhere. And of course, gosh, if you want to help in that way, it would be so amazing and I know so appreciated. But here's the thing, letter writing is another huge way we can help that's so important and often overlooked because kids and families and everyone coping and displaced from the hurricanes are in dire need of just love and that hope and encouragement. So, tons of letters from kids in classrooms around the country are needed to share that hope and light. And because many places are not even open yet to receiving mail, Lori, my good friend from Dallas with Keller Williams said that you and your students can mail letters and cards to her attention and she will personally make sure each and every one is delivered to those in need and I'll tell you, Lori just made a trek from Dallas down to Houston, she's been dealing with the Keller Williams team clearing out all the mold in people's homes it's unbelievable she is just an angel, her service attitude is all part of the whole Keller Williams culture of giving and again how this all ties into Right Road is just, it blows me away how God is so good and So, here's what I'm going to ask you guys. So far, about 200 of your classes from around the country have committed to sending cards and letters. And tonight, I'm going to ask at least, I would love to see at least 100 more of you commit to your classes writing letters. You can mail them directly to Lori. Marcy popped up a post on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. It's the same one we had up earlier in the week, but the address is right there on the post. So, just so it's here for posterity on the show... I'm going to tell you, it's Keller Williams Realty. Attention, Lori Steenis. Her name is L-A-U-R-I-E-S-T-E-E-N-I-S. Make sure you highlight her name, okay? And the actual address is 18383 Preston Road, Suite 150, that's in Dallas, Texas, 75252. What a wonderful way that kids of all ages can really help make a difference and learn in a very special way that even when unbelievably difficult things happen, they can help. It's such a huge life lesson and a huge support to those in need. So thank you so much for your consideration to lend a hand in this way with this Right Road letter writing outreach. Please, please comment on the Facebook post that Marcy just put up that your class or school will be sending letters so those from Texas can start to feel Right Road love and support right away. And then if you haven't already done so, you guys, if your kids can write the letters and you can get them off in the mail this coming week, that would be amazing. And... We'll be sending Right Road Kindness boxes of supplies to many Texas and Florida teachers in need as we can. We also just granted a whole lot of Texas teachers' wishes, and as soon as we learn more about how we can help in Florida and the other states affected by Hurricane Irma, we'll do whatever we can to be of support there, too. So here's the thing about tonight, you guys. I've fought so long and hard about how to do tonight's On the Right Road giveaways, and it's really, really important to me that you don't feel bad in entering them, like you're taking away something from those in need from the hurricanes, because you won't be. I know that all of you and your schools have significant needs in some ways, in whatever state around the country you're in right now. So I decided to move forward as planned with tonight. I just really, really, really want you to know that nothing from tonight will take away in any way, shape, or form with what we'll do for teachers, kids, and schools in Texas and Florida and Georgia. And in any other state affected okay so oh my gosh sending out mountains of love and prayers and support to all of you in Texas and Florida and Georgia and Alabama and everywhere affected, and welcome to one and all of you tuning into On the Right Road right now. I'm so, so, so glad you're with me. You're my family. I love you. And here's my first On the Right Road giveaway for this evening, you guys, and it is a doozy. It's in honor of Mo Anderson and Lori and Keller Williams and their amazing support of Right Road. As a helpful reference, you guys will get all the, or will announce all the recipients from tonight. Giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow, so make sure to check that tomorrow afternoon, okay? So, this first giveaway hold on to your hats, you guys, it's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now who are also signed up as Right Road teacher friends on our website. If you haven't already done so, just go to rightroadkids.org. Again, that's rightroadkids.org. Just look for the click. Quick little sign-up button. It just takes a minute. It's going to be super important that we can easily connect with you, and you will see why for this giveaway, okay? This is going to be the first of our Mo Anderson and A Joy-Filled Life and Keller Williams-supported $500 classroom grant giveaways Oh, my gosh. For this giveaway, in honor of Mo, and again, her incredible support and her incredible book, A Joy-Filled Life, we're going to provide $500 in angel funding for two of your classrooms. One, and I I decided to do this, again, because Keller Williams is based in Texas, and Hurricane Harvey just ravaged the whole, you know, so much of the state and and all the state is coming together to help so one classroom will be from a Texas school tonight and one will be from another state. Again, know that support specific to Florida will be coming to you guys really soon too, okay? So what this means tonight is that if you are a recipient of this $500 angel grant throughout the year, we will send you a care package each month from now through May, starting this month, based on your classroom wishes and needs just like mo is our Right Road Angel Sponsor. We will be your classroom angel sponsor. And we're talking about doing tons of these throughout the country. And the planning of it all with Keller Williams agents and market centers around the country will take a bit of time now, especially since the company's again, is based in Texas. They're providing millions of dollars and thousands of hours of manpower in hurricane relief support, as I know they will also do in Florida and Georgia and anywhere else there is need as, is need as well. This company's amazing. But tonight, I really wanted to honor Mo and K.W.'s commitment to Right Road by starting with the very first $500 Right Road Angel Classroom Grants right here tonight. So to enter for this very special, again, $500 classroom gift package where each month throughout the school year from now through May, we will grant the teacher recipients classroom wishes up to a total of $500. First, like I mentioned, you need to be signed up as a Right Road teacher friend on our website. Okay, so Quickly, if you haven't already done so, go to rightroadkids.org. And second step, this is going to be one of my On the Right Road email giveaways. Marcy's going to put a post up for reference. I think she already did. But your entry for this giveaway needs to be via email. Not on the Facebook post. Of course, you can drop me a quick little note there. I, I read every single one after the show. You guys know I respond to them all. I, I just love seeing those um, those messages and everything. But for the, the, to enter this giveaway, you're going to email me at, it's my same email that all my Right Road uh, teacher friend emails come from. Hey Paula, that's H E Y Paula, at RightRoadKids.org. again that's H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A at R-I-G-H-T-R-O-A-D-K-I-D-S dot O-R-G, include $500 angel gift in the subject line, okay, $500 angel gift in the subject line, and your school, city, and state, like you normally would enter on our Facebook page, Giveaways, right? So include your school, city, and state along with, and this is really important, a brief message about what this gift would mean to you and your students. Include that in the email. So I'm going to really quickly email me at heypaula.com at rightroadkids.org, include $500 angel gift in the subject line and your school, city, and state, along with a brief message about what this gift would mean to you and your students in the email. The Right Road team and I will select two recipients from all the requests received by 9 p.m. Pacific, 12 midnight tonight that we are most moved by, and keep in mind that this is only the first Of these remarkable $500 gifts that we're going to be sharing throughout the year and hopefully years to come, we're going to coordinate it all with Keller Williams. Oh my gosh, I just got chills. Such an amazing company, Mo. I, I, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and. We'll announce the two recipients from tonight as part of tomorrow's uh, teacher recipient announcement post on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. Okay, you guys. Huge thanks to Mo and her Joy-Filled Life book. Huge thanks to Lori Stinas. Huge thanks to Keller Williams for making this giveaway possible. And I've just decided, you guys, that I'm even going to draw three additional names at random from all of you who enter by the deadline tonight. For $25 Target gift cards, so there will be five teacher recipients as part of this giveaway. Oh my gosh, how exciting is this! I hope I shared everything clearly. I'm just so excited about tonight. And now, you guys, this is just the start of tonight's giving fun and inspiration. Wait until you meet my guest. Again, our topic for tonight is outstanding classroom management, and my guest name is Grace Dearborn. Grace is a veteran classroom teacher, an education consultant, an author and an international expert of classroom management and brain-compatible teaching. She has 20 years of experience working with teachers and at-risk students in elementary and secondary schools. In addition, she's worked in an instructional and literacy coach, curriculum designer, and professional development coordinator. She's traveled the country and internationally since 2010, training teachers in school districts of all sizes with her amazing expertise in classroom discipline, student motivation, and classroom management, (laughs) and she has co-authored two wonderful books on classroom management. In a nutshell, she's just done it all in education and I'm so excited to introduce you all to Grace Dearborn. Welcome to On the Right Road, Grace. Oh, thank you for having me, Paula. You're welcome. I, I appreciate your holding on there through all the... All the sharing that I did at the beginning. Thank you for your patience.
2: (laughs) Oh, no, no problem. I was excited to hear about all the things that you were doing for teachers
1: and classrooms, and it's fantastic. Well, it's just, it's so important. Whenever there's a need, we try to do whatever we can to help. So, Grace, I just, I want to dive right in. There's a million and one questions I want to ask you. I guess to start, I shared a bit about my view of classroom management at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. And kind of before we dive into tips for having outstanding classroom management, I'd really like to create a visual. What is your picture of what outstanding classroom management looks like. I guess, how would you des- how would you describe a class that has outstanding classroom management?
2: Oh, well, I mean, you started out already today with a definition about, you know, all the things that we do as teachers to create like a safe and structured and productive learning environment. And I think outstanding classroom management is someone who's able to do that with uh, calm and compassion, and confidence and joy. So, um, what you see in someone's classroom who is outstanding at it is you—you you don't see actually anything because they're so good at implementing those kinds of structures that it's invisible. It's just the kids are engaged, the kids are on task, um, the teacher is facilitating the learning. There doesn't seem to be uh, chaos unless it's controlled chaos um, as part of what the teacher wanted. So um, I think outstanding classroom management is what you see in a classroom is you don't actually see it because it's so beneath the surface and so internalized and so ingrained in what's happening in everything in the room that it just seems like... These kids are just so engaged. They must be so easy to work with, but you don't see what the teacher has done. Right. I think that's such a perfect way to look at it.
1: It's like outstanding classroom management is invisible, but poor classroom management or a teacher who may just be struggling with it, it's totally visible. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could you definitely. walk in and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this there's problems here." <laughs> but so in looking at this huge important educational aspect that being classroom management, what would you say Grace is the very first key thing? that teachers should think about in terms of creating an environment of outstanding classroom management? What's that first key thing?
2: Um, I, I, I think the first key thing is really looking at your procedures and routines, like your key procedures and routines, and thinking about what do you want your classroom to look like and sound like in any given moment, and what procedures need to be in place to create that. Um, so it, it's not just knowing that you need those procedures. It's knowing how to teach those procedures in an explicit way where you, you introduce it, you model it, you have the kids practice it, and then you implement it in real time and you then reinforce it all throughout the school. year, are not just, you know, the first two weeks, which is often what you see is teachers right. reinforcing in just the beginning of the year, but all throughout the year, you would see those reinforced. So it's, it's like
1: creating a, I like to use this term a lot, creating a map, like create a picture of what you want to see, right? Create, so you have something to, you're not just flying by the seat of your pants. You're creating the vision for classroom, for that outstanding classroom management that you
2: want to see in your class. That's step one, Right. Yes, and you so you pick and you just pick one thing, pick one in one key procedure, like how do the kids come in and get started at the beginning of the day, if you're elementary, beginning of the period, if you're secondary, what right. do you want that to sound like and look like, And once you know what that picture is, what what you're calling a map, then then go for it with telling the kids, not just telling them, but then showing them what it looks like, having them practice what it looks like multiple times. And then when it isn't what you want it, as you go forward through the week or the next week or the next month, then reinforcing and repracticing and repolishing that particular procedure until it looks like what you wanted it to look like. Well,
1: and I really like that. Instead of getting overwhelmed, if you've really got a a – class that's not gelling and where the management seems kind of all over the place, instead of being overwhelmed with it, I like what you just said. I'm understanding it as pick one thing at a time and work on that and see progress instead of just spending the whole year just being overwhelmed by the whole thing and trying to fix everything at once. Sometimes that just, it creates even like a, a tornado of, of more challenges. So something that is so eloquently shared in in your book Uh, The Conscious Classroom Management, Grace, and I know you wrote that with Rick Smith, um, is that is the importance of accepting as a teacher that teaching behavior, not just content, is a significant part of the job description of a teacher. Why, Grace, is that the case and what is the significance of realizing it and accepting it?
2: Oh, well, I think it's the case because we're working with children. So yeah. <laughs> regardless, I mean, whether they're five years old or they're 17 years old, they're still children. And yes. um, th- th- this is the part of their life where they're learning, how do I behave? What's appropriate? What's inappropriate? What happens if I act inappropriately? Is there some consequence for that? There's no consequence for that. Like they're figuring out who they are and how these things are going uh, going to affect them and their life going forward. Um, but what happens, I feel like, is that when a lot of us get into teaching, and this is true for myself as well, I, I didn't see teaching behavior as part of my job. I saw it as being in the way of my job. Uh-huh. Like, my job was to teach content and skills to kids, and then if a kid misbehaved, then I felt like, frustrated because that was in the way of me being able to accomplish what I thought my job was versus when you see teaching behavior as part of your job, as an essential part, just as much as teaching content and skills, then when kids misbehave or off task, or even when it's, you know, they're confrontational or defiant, instead of getting frustrated and perceiving it as something in the way of me doing my job, I can just see it as part of my job, like teaching content is part of my job. I know it's coming. I have planned to handle it, and right. this is how I'm going to handle it. And so it takes our frustration level down, and a lot of times when things are tricky and difficult with kids and their behaviors, um, it's in part because we're frustrated while we're communicating with them about their behavior, and they pick up on that frustration or that even that resentment. Yes. And then they, they respond to that instead of to what we're trying to say or do with them. So that's why it's important to understand that it's your job. It's like you wouldn't get upset if a kid came to your class and didn't know how to read well.
0: You you right. If you're a
2: first grade teacher, you expect that, you plan for that, and you move forward to support the kid. But if you don't see teaching behavior as part of your job and you have a student come in who then acts out, and then you you get upset instead of going, well, I expected that. I planned for that. This is part right. of my job, and this is how I'm going to support the student. I love that. It's like
1: it doesn't just come as a surprise. You know, it changes the whole perception of it. It changes how you can quickly deal with it because you've got those tools in your toolbox to deal with that right. instead of being blindsided, right? So kind of on this track one of the bazillion points that I love in your Conscious Classroom Management book is the importance of positive connections with students, one of the key things, right? And one mm-hmm. thing that really caught my eye is what you and Rick call the two-by-ten strategy. Will you share with everyone what this, that's all about? Because I think, it's, I think this is something that will benefit every teacher listening.
2: Sure. Uh, well, the underlying concept is that kids work harder for teachers that they think care about them. And if a student doesn't feel connected to you, for whatever reason, it's not your fault necessarily, but they just don't feel connected to you, they don't work as hard for you, and um, it's harder to make progress with them if they're struggling. So the two-by-ten strategy is a way to create connections with kids when the kid is really resisting it initially and the things that are working for your other students aren't working for them. And the way it works is um, you take two minutes a day. 10 days in a row, that's why it's called the two by 10, and you engage the student in a personal conversation on a topic that the student is interested in. So not a topic, not about their grades, not about their behavior, but it's something they're interested in, a two-minute conversation, 10 days in a row. And what happens is, this is a research-based strategy. The original research was done by a guy named Raymond Vladkowski. And his research indicated that if you do the 2x10 with an initially challenging student, their behavior can improve by up to 85%. I believe and, it. Yeah, because what's happening there is once they feel a little bit connected to you and stop perceiving you as this other, this thing who's just you know, telling them what to do and how to do it, When they start to see you as someone that they like or that they feel connected to or that you have common interest with, they're more likely then to listen to you when you do academic instruction and things like that.
1: Absolutely. I it's it's really the philosophy that I've always used in Right Road, not even understanding that it's like this research driven thing. I just it kind of was my innate way to connect with kids once in a while. You get that child who just you know something huge is going on in their family life or mm-hmm. whatever the situation may be, but it totally works. So thank you for sharing that Grace. I just think that is such a powerful tool. Now in your other book that you co-authored with Rick Smith, Picture This, That's the name of the book, Picture This. (laughs) The The main focus of that book is on using actual pictures hung in your classroom, as I understand it, to teach classroom management. How does that philosophy work of using actual visuals?
2: The way that that works is that, you know, we were talking already earlier about picking a procedure and teaching it to your students. And in the reinforcing of procedures and routines and expectations and behaviors, um, we, we need to take a step back from reinforcing those things verbally and find nonverbal ways to reinforce them with students. And at the very beginning, we were talking about excellent classroom management being something that you can picture. Yes. If, but if you can picture what it, your classroom should look like in any given moment, you could actually take a physical picture. So, for example, um, if you want your students to uh, come in, sit down, put their homework on the corner of their desk, and start on the warm-up activity, right? That's your entry routine. If you take a picture of what their desk should look like and what they should look like when they come in the room and get started and you project that, then when students come in, instead of saying, you know, David, can, what are you supposed to be doing right now? Hey, listen, no, 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 come on, get your homework out, you know, and all these verbal things that we do, instead of right. that, you can just say, David... And point to the picture, and yes. that communicates everything that you could have said better than you could have said it, and it, it makes it so that you and David don't have to get into a verbal altercation about it either. Well, and, and I like that so,
1: because sometimes kids need, you know, if if there's five different things on their, on the desk, for example, mm-hmm. they might, some kids need to do the first thing first. Well, you don't have five minutes to do that with each child. So, you know what I'm saying? It, then that that's when that, what was I supposed to do? Instead of that, if they have the picture, they can do it at their, you know, at, okay, I got it. It just seems like I get that. I love that, and that's what your whole picture of this book is. It's showing examples of ways that this can really be effective as a classroom management tool, right?
2: Yes, and not just for elementary teachers because a lot of people think, oh, well, that's very elementary. You show them a picture. They match the picture, what they should look like, what their desk should look like. But I was doing a training on Thursday night with uh, high school teachers and one of the teachers had been in a training with me before, and she tried this idea with putting Chromebooks away, how the Chromebook cart should look, the laptop oh, cart. And nice. she taped it, what it should look like, to the cart. right? And so when the kids were over there putting the Chromebooks away, there was a picture on the open door of the, the cart that showed them what it should look like if they did it right. She said they didn't fa- it helped, but it didn't help as much as she wanted. So this year she took that picture, she framed it, she put it on top of the cart with an arrow pointing down at the <laughs> cart. And one of her students came in at the beginning of the year who had also had her last year and went up to her and said, oh, Mrs., you, t- you framed that? That's hella extra, which like, is teenage <laughs> speak of saying you've gone, you've gone over the top on that. But right. what, what the, sub- the subtitle for that from that student is, wow, that's a great idea. You are so smart. I'm totally going to follow that procedure now.
1: I love this. So, now we've been talking so much about your amazing books. So, what I want to do is give away some of them here to awesome Right Road teacher friends. So, stay with me, Grace. Okay, I've got another million questions for you. (laughs) But this On the Right Road giveaway, as always, it's open to all teachers listening to On the Right Road. And it's truly a wonderful blessing that I think every single teacher should have. So... Hold on to your hats, you guys. First of all, our first big $500 giveaway tonight did not have a code word. So tonight for our Facebook giveaways, the code word is outstanding. So, what we're gonna do is pop these giveaways up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. The first one's gonna come up in just a minute here. Marcy's gonna pop it up in, in about a minute or two. Um, but as part of the, the easy entry guidelines will be right there on the Facebook post, but also make sure to type in the code word outstanding. That lets us know that you're officially listening tonight and you'll be officially entered for this giveaway, okay? So what I have here for this giveaway, I have three of Rick Smith and Grace Dearborn's extraordinary books, two Conscious Classroom Management and One Picture This and three $30 Amazon gift cards. So three more of you can buy their fantastic books. So there will be six teacher recipients, and each will receive one of the wonderful books or a $30 Amazon gift card. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include that code word outstanding. Type that in as part of your entry comment. So Marcia, you can go ahead and pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the six recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Huge thanks to Rick Smith and Grace Dearborn for donating their books, and to Health Coaching with Claudine and the Southern California DCH Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships for helping to make this wonderful giveaway possible. So now, Grace, I just, I got to dive into a million more questions, so... I want to look at when things aren't going so well, when a classroom is unproductive and chaotic and there's lots of kids talking and messing around and not paying attention. What can a teacher do at that moment to bring a class back into a totally productive mode, like at the drop of a hat? Hmm.
2: Well, uh, the, the the thing that you can do in the moment is stop whatever the kids are doing and get their attention back on you. And most teachers have a procedure for getting quiet or getting attention. And whatever yours is, you know, that's the moment to get them, corral them, get their eyes on you and them quiet so that you can reset what is happening in the room. And without blaming them, you just reset it. So you might say, you know, I've, I've gotten their attention. I say, okay, you guys, look, look. This isn't going the way I wanted it to go. That's not your fault. That's my fault because I'm in charge of how the classroom runs.
0: But I I, I have a
2: solution. I am going to be more clear with you about what I need to have happen right here and why you need to do it that way. And then we're going to try again. And if it doesn't work in the second time, then we'll do something completely different. And then go into and be clear about what you wanted, and then you can thank those. You can say something like, so those of you who were already doing it this way, thank you. You're going to just keep doing that. Those of you who weren't, this is your chance. I'm going to come around and I'm going to help if you need help, so I'll be here. Let's give it a try, right? And you, then you go back into whatever the task was that had become chaotic. I if love the ownership.
1: I, I've never heard anybody – I always – say, take ownership, take ownership. But I've never heard anybody in this way verbalize the importance of of the teacher taking ownership of the fact that it's going haywire. Because... Again, you don't know what's going on with the kid's home life. There's so many things with technology and that make it very difficult for kids to get in and focus. And I actually was just reading an article on classroom management that said listening is not necessarily ingrained from birth. It's a learned experience. It's a learned mm. uh, skill. So if kids aren't listening at home, if they're just really kind of going amok and then they're expected to come in, I love if, if, if a teacher, if, if us as an adult, if we say, you know what, that's my bad. It's on me. It. They just look at you like, oh, because usually what happens, what I see so often is teachers just pointing fingers and Johnny, you're not doing that. You know what I mean? That just creates more of the mire. But I love how that concept of taking the ownership, I could see it just totally stopping what's going on in a classroom and the kids just perking up and going, oh, I'm not in trouble. You know, I, I love that. So here's a, a key point in terms of tips. What tips do you have for teachers for staying calm if they're frustrated with a particular student or if they're frustrated with the whole class? Maybe if they try this technique that you just shared and it doesn't work. And for whatever reason, you know, uh, in in a given day, the class is just going berserk. You know, do you have top three tips in addition to what you
2: shared for what teachers can do or try? Uh, I do have a couple of tips that worked really well for me and people I've taught it to. And the first one is something I call soft eyes. Um, mm-hmm. when, when I first started teaching, I was really young and really immature, and I was working at an inner-city high school. And um, I couldn't keep the frustration out of my voice and my body language when I was in rough, like, disciplinary moments with kids or when I was frustrated with a student or a class. And when that happens, when you get frustrated, right, you unintentionally escalate things. You don't intend to escalate because what you communicate through your body language is the frustration, right? Right. Not that you're in control, but that you're out of control. And that escalates interactions with kids. And so uh, a mentor teacher of mine told me, if you focus on keeping the muscles between and around your eyes completely soft or neutral, your voice will naturally follow. She said... It's a physiological impossibility to have an edge in your voice if your eye muscles are completely soft. Wow. And so I I started trying to focus, like when I was getting upset with a class or with a a student, just take a breath and soften my eyes because once my eyes were soft, all the rest of my body language went soft as well and it took all of the, the charge out of my body language and then I was able to come with a soft voice to the student and say, Jenny, you need to stop right now. Do you need to step out and talk about that with me? Or are we okay right now? Right. And versus Jenny, stop it. Okay, listen, do we need right. to go, you know, like where you get that frustration? And then Jenny has to defend herself because I'm right. basically, I'm attacking her verbally. And so I soft eyes that. is a key technique for creating instantaneous calm in your demeanor before you speak with a student about a consequence or something that needs to happen.
1: Well, now, speaking of consequences, you know, I almost all teachers have that little sheet up on the, you know, on the board that says, number one, you'll miss recess. Number two, you know, uh, you'll have to yeah. stay after school. Number three, you got to go to the principal. Number four, the, the parents are called. So what happens when you have a child when these consequences don't work? I mean, we all know that a child can be so troubled for whatever reason. Um, something that you guys share in your book is how important it is to dig deep and address the why something didn't work.
2: Like, and, and well, I kind of, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the thing that you just described is called a lockstep consequence hierarchy, where it's like step one, verbal warning, step two, change seat, step three, send to office, right, right, and right, a lockstep right. program. Um, I'm going to stop right, you right there and say those don't work. And it's part of the reason why you end up seeing consequences not working, because in a lockstep hierarchy, what what you're trying to do is you're trying to create, like, on each step, the consequence should be a little bit more uncomfortable than the consequence on the step below it, right? Trying to find the place where the student becomes so uncomfortable that they choose to comply instead of to receive that consequence. But the problem with that is that not all kids are made equally uncomfortable by the same things. Ah. So, for example, if your step four is sent to the office, but have you, have you ever had a student, I'm sure the listeners have, had students who, like... You're pretty sure that kid loves being sent to the office. Yes. Right. I, uh, yes, oh, my gosh. Right? I've seen
1: it. And you're just so, looking at the teacher going, no, please don't do that. The child needs to stay hidden here and learn. Oh, my
2: gosh. I hear you. Exactly. Ya. So it, that's not an escalation of discomfort for the students. So it's not an appropriate yes. step four for the kid. So when you get into these lockstep hierarchies, that those, those hierarchies of consequences, they only work for a certain subset of students. And the students who were going consequences aren't working. Those kids fall out of that subset. And so what you have to do is move away from the lockstep and move into what we call tiered hierarchies, which okay. you'll have where that's where you have more than one consequence listed on each step. So instead of just verbal warning on step one, you might have six other things listed there too, because if the verbal warning doesn't work for a particular student, you can try something else at that mild level that might work. For example, proximity is something teachers use all the time, right? You get closer to the kid, the kid gets uncomfortable, gets back on task, <laughs> picks up their face right, right. or whatever, and you walk away. But sometimes when you walk closer to a kid, They don't get uncomfortable. They start chatting with you, right? They're like, hey, Mrs. Dearborn, did you know? Did you see? Did you have? And you're like, okay, well, proximity didn't work for her, but it did (laughs) work for this other student. But if that's all I have on my level one, now I have to go up to something more confrontational with her or more uncomfortable. That doesn't seem fair, right? Because just because that one thing didn't work for her. So what I need is to have multiple gentle things I can choose from. So I can try and choose just Love the right this. thing for just the right kid. And on every step of the hierarchy, you want to have three, four, five, six different consequences that you can choose from so that you can be more flexible about how you're implementing things with individual kids. That's beautiful.
1: Oh, my gosh. This is like a, the heavens are opening up and singing on that one, I'm sure, for <laughs> tons of you guys listening. That's awesome. So now I wanna I want to ask a question that it really has to do with a lot of the things that are going on right now with the hurricanes what about in times of tragedy what is your best advice for teachers going back after a tragedy whether it's a tornado or a hurricane or you know or an earthquake or so you know and i don't mean to be debbie downer right now but we've got all these teachers around the country where their schools are washed out or closed or they're you know or maybe they're opening a a school in a different building so, how can teachers go back after a tragedy to bring a classroom back to that outstanding classroom management when kids may be distraught and not you know immediately able to refocus on learning because of all that's going on? they might not even have homes? Do you know what yeah. I mean I, I hope I'm not overstepping and asking that question um, no
2: I, I don't I don't know the answer to that question, but I will say that the first thing to do, I think, is to Talk to your administration about what they have set up in place for you to utilize as a resource with your students. After a hurricane, after uh, some other tragedy, um, usually the administration will set up, like have a counselor on campus and a, a place where that counselor will be so that kids who are still like kind of so traumatized by what happened that they can't sit in a classroom, that there's some safe place that they can be. Um Temporarily, not all day, but you know for a half an hour or twenty minutes, so that they can decompress and and feel safe and do what they need to do if they can't actually sit in the room because of the traumatic event that may have taken place. So the first thing is is check with your administration about what resources are going to be available to you and your students. And from there, it really depends on whether or not you know your what what the tragedy was and also what whether you're working with elementary or secondary students. At the elementary level with a hurricane, one of the things that you can do is, um, because we're forming class communities, is talk with them about, you know, we're a community. And some of you were either affected by this or you know people who were. So let's brainstorm how we can support our local community. If we made care packages, what should we put in them? Who do we need to contact? How would we distribute them? And so you can still be reinforcing your key procedures like sitting and listening and sharing appropriately and raising your hand to speak. But inside of that, you're going to talk about, like, give them an opportunity to express something productive related to whatever the tragedy was. Versus at the secondary level, that would be elementary. At the secondary level where they're going to go to six different teachers, seven different teachers for an hour, you might just run a conversation about, you know, how is this handled by our state and local government? What would you have done differently? What do you see as missing pieces? Who could we write a letter to? Um, let's talk about that for 30 minutes and then take the last 20 minutes of class and like, okay, now we're going to play games and just well, like, y- be silly and decompress.
1: Well, and I love that. Be- and why that question was so significant to me is that on the day of 9-11 years ago mm. i was scheduled to share assemblies at a school and i called i mean it, the day it was happening and i called the principal and he said oh just come on in and go on like nothing happened and <laughs> i was like i can't go on like nothing no. happened our world our country everything's different now so i i think the thought of I love that you're sharing these ideas, Grace, because the thought of, again, having that map in your head, that picture of how you may need to help kids, different tools in that toolbox that you can use. So don't go in blind, you know, have these things in in your back pocket. So Grace, oh my gosh, I can't believe this time has flown by so quickly. I want to make sure that everybody knows how they can connect with you and Rick and all of your fantastic conscious classroom management resources to purchase your books, to learn more about your other resources, your online courses, your workshops, and all you have available, where can they connect with you?
2: They can connect with us and all, everything we offer on our website at ConsciousTeaching.com um, and they can connect directly to me at, at Grace at, at ConsciousTeaching.com, which is my email address. Um, and we do have, like we were talking about, those tiered hierarchies of consequences In our book on conscious classroom management in the consequences section, we list out four pages of consequences, and they're they're not in hierarchy order, but, you know, it's like if you're struggling to go, well, what four things would you put? Like, that's a resource for that kind of thing. Well, and
1: I can't say enough about these two books. I just uh, every page, I'm like, oh my god, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. This is a great <laughs> idea. So it, talk about investment in classroom management. Teachers, again, the one book is called Conscious Classroom Management. The other one is called Picture This. Grace, I am so sorry we've got to wrap up here so quickly. Thank you so much for being here on the Right Road. You were miraculous. Everything you said oh, was my just god. so helpful.
2: It was absolutely my pleasure. I'm actually surprised it's already over The time flew by. I told you it would. Grace was a little nervous. I'm like, no,
1: it's going to be like it's three minutes. But thank you again, Grace. I'm so grateful. Thank you. You're welcome, and thank you, of course, to our wonderful On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Health Coaching with Claudine, Nair, Seatsack, the Southern California DCH, Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships, and Lori Stenas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and Mo Anderson, her joy-filled life book, and Keller Williams. Reminder of tonight's first On the Right Road giveaway, you guys, I I gave away our very first $500 Right Road Angel Classroom gifts tonight, sponsored by Mo Anderson and her Joy Filled Life and Book and Keller Williams. And as I shared, I did that giveaway via email because it is so special and significant. If you missed the details at the beginning of the show or if they went by really quickly, which I know happens sometimes. You you guys are putting your kids to bed and stuff. Don't worry. I think what I'll do is I'll post the listen link for this episode right away on our Right Road Kids Facebook page after we wrap up tonight so you can re-listen to that section at the beginning of the show if you'd like to enter that $500 Biggie Classroom grant giveaway, okay? Um, it'll take my engineer, Justin, just a few minutes to get the link ready afterwards. So maybe give me 10 to 15 minutes after the live broadcast here, and then you can watch for that link on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. Remember, I've got one more huge giveaway coming up in just a minute here, too. Another awesome reminder to mark your calendars for Sunday, October 1st. That's our next live on the Right Road show date. It's going to be another doozy of a show. And Rick Smith, Grace's classroom management partner and co-author of the wonderful books we shared about this evening will be my guest, and we're going to dive into unlocking the secrets of great teaching. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so now, as I always like to do, you guys, I like to wrap up with a couple nuggets from my heart, things that you can take into, you know, with you into the week and into the school year. And I just have two here. Number one, my son Micah and I were at the dentist last week, and we both had our regular cleaning appointments. He was in the cubby next to me. And I heard kind of the lull of a really nice conversation between him and his hygienist and the dentist. And my appointment took a little bit longer. So when he was done, his hygienist came back to me, you know, back into my little cubby. And he said, your son is such a wonderful young man. And I said, oh, my gosh, thank you. you know." And she said, looked me in the eye, and she said, it's because of your parenting. I'd I'd never met this woman before. And I'm learning more and more. That so much in life is not about exactly what happens, but in how we handle it. And that heartfelt remark that the hygienist made to me in the midst of all the needs in Texas and Florida that were consuming my mind at the same time, i was and I was mentally planning for the show tonight, wanting to make it extra special as always for each one of you wonderful friends listening. Her lovely remark just somehow put everything in perspective at that moment. You know, we can teach our kids reading and math and science and technology, etc., 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 and each one of those topics and lessons is just so important because we never know how it may open a child's mind or even help them to their destiny, right? But also, at the end of the day, the way we teach our kids to behave and to handle themselves, and to work through crises and difficult situations, to get along with and be a part of a productive, loving classroom and community, these are the tools that can be most life-changing. I just think it's so important to keep that in mind as we wake up each day as parents and educators, and we've just touched the tip of the iceberg tonight in terms of all the truly helpful information about outstanding classroom management that grace and rick smith have to offer i really 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 encourage you to check out their book Classroom uh, conscious classroom management and their other book too. Picture this, uh, on October 1st when Rick is my guest, I'm I'm planning to take some of your calls too because you probably have a lot of specific questions regarding all of this, and those questions will probably help all of you. So, oh my gosh, a- another thing from my heart that I want to share tonight, as tragedy and challenges happen and in everyday life. One of the most amazing lessons I've learned in a whole new way over this past year is to ask for what you need. And I learned that from Mo Anderson, again, who's become our amazing Right Road angel sponsor through Keller Williams and her amazing Joy-Filled Life book. And speaking of Mo and asking for what you need, it's time for my last giveaway this evening. In addition to Right Road... Donors choose is such a wonderful way to ask for what you need and there are 16 Donors Choose Giving pages working in partnership with us to make this giveaway happen tonight. I'm going to read them all here because it's so special that they're, they've all partnered with us. Make sure to like their Facebook pages. They can provide so much help, support, and guidance to help you get your projects funded, you guys. And also, I want to mention there's also going to be a component of this next giveaway that's for. All teachers, even if you teach at private schools, because I know donors choose this only for public schools, but don't worry, okay? I like to include everybody. So, but these are the 16 donors choose giving pages that are helping us tonight with this giveaway Gift of Learning, The Green Apple, Reading is Fundamental, Music Makes Our Students Smarter, Kindergarten Rocks, I Can Learn, Supporting Excellence in Education, Donors Choose Anonymous, Reach, All About the Kids, Caring Classrooms, Northern Lights, Memories and Milestones, Classroom Angels, Just Because You Care, and Projects to Lead the Way. Okay, so... Before I show the giveaway, just in one minute, I want to share a few tips for getting your projects funded. And I think these tips apply not just to Donors Choose Projects, but any projects that you're trying to get funded for your class. These are things that I look for in making a donation to a project. Number one, keep the project amount, if you can, to $400 or less. I am much more likely, and I'm just being perfectly honest, I'm much more likely to donate to a project that's a $250 project as opposed to a $1,750 project because I just have a gut feeling it's going to be funded a lot easier and a lot quicker with people coming together. Number two, make sure it's super clear what your need is. It's fine if you go on and on with details, but I got to see that thing, boom, and know exactly what you're asking for. I don't want to weed through three pages till I figure it out. Does that make sense? I hope. Number three, encourage a lot of even $1 or $2 donations. Get people donating to gain momentum, and and they don't have to feel bad. $1 donation helps, and relating to that, if I see a, a project that has nobody funded yet, you know, nobody's funded it yet, I'm much more apt to donate to a project that has 12 people who've already donated even if it's only a dollar because I know you're working it I know you're out there asking for help number four get the word out do whatever it takes um, our wonderful friend Rhonda in Texas, um, she was a, a year ago. She's like Paula. I don't. I can't. I'm so frustrated. I'm going to quit on this project. I said, Don't you dare! I put her in touch with Melissa at Projects to Lead the Way. That's one of the giving pages. She learned the strategies from Melissa, and now I don't know how many projects she's gotten funded. So connect. Number five is to connect with those donors. Choose giving pages. Just Google donors choose communities, and they'll all come up. Okay. So here's the giveaway, you guys. Part of it, like I said, is open to all public school teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. And the other part is open to all teachers listening. First, make sure to include that code word outstanding as part of your entry comment. I don't want to forget to mention that, okay? So first, here's the part for public school teachers. I have ten donors choose donations a 10 dollar donors choose donations for 15 dollar donors choose donations and a 25 donors choose donations so there will be 15 donors choose donation recipients and each one will receive one of the 10 to 25 dollar donors choose donations that can be applied to a current Donors choose project that you're seeking funding for. Plus, in addition, 11 of the 16 donors choose giving pages partnering with us on this are each going to pick one of the entries and of their choice to promote on their giving page, which will help get it funded. How awesome is that? And here's the added fun. This isn't going to be a requirement for entering, you guys, but I would like to see. This is a request that I'm making from my heart. I would like to see that. Each one of you who enter, make a $1 donation to another project that you see entered in this giveaway on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and add a reply comment so that teacher knows you made a $1 donation. Every dollar counts and every donation adds to the momentum of a project and kindness matters. I know we're all financially strapped, but we need to keep coming together as a Right Road family in every way we can to lift up positivity in our lives and in our kids' lives and to make great change and great things happen for our kids. And how special would it be, you guys, to see this giveaway post filled with giving from all corners of the country? And I'm thinking that others will see all the comments and give in too and may also be moved to help. Okay, and I, I know, again, DonorsChoose is only open to public schools, but please don't worry if you teach at a private school because what I'm going to do is add two $25 Target gift card drawings to this giveaway. So, here's how you enter. You can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the offer post. Make sure, in, include in addition to the entry guidelines that will be there, make sure to type in that code word outstanding. That officially enters you, okay? So, Marcy, you can pop that up. Include your school, city, and state and the link to your current donors choose project that you're seeking funds for. If you don't have a current donors choose project or if you teach at a private school, just include your school city and state, and you'll be entered for those extra two target gift card drawings, okay? This whole giving fund will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 15 donors choose donation recipients and the two target gift card recipients on our right-road kids Facebook. Page tomorrow, and remember at least 11 of the donors choose pages will jot a reply comment to the project they've selected, sharing that your project has been chosen for promotion on their giving page. If you see that as a reply to your comment by the end of the day tomorrow, that means your project will be uplifted by that giving page that jotted the comment as a reply to you. So make sure if that happens to connect directly with that giving page if you see that comment so you can get to work with them okay so there are going to be a lot of teacher recipients for this one on the right road giveaway and it's all to uplift teamwork the right road family of support the donors choose giving pages and all they do to make a difference and all of your wonderful donors choose projects a million thanks again to all 16 donors choose giving pages who partnered with us to make this happen special thanks to Melissa Smith with projects to lead the way for helping to coordinate this wonderful giveaway and inspired by our Right Road Kindness Boxes Melissa and the Projects to Lead the Way giving page just coordinated a Right Road Kindness Box outreach for Texas teachers in need and I understand that 125 teachers have responded from around the country that will be sending Right Road Kindness Boxes to t- Texas teachers in need. How awesome is that? That This is what the Right Road family is all about you guys. Oh my gosh. Uh, just to, to kind of wrap up here I got to give another huge thank you to my wonderful guest Grace Dearborn for being on the Right Road tonight thanks to Right Road team member Marcy for the awesome behind the scenes support thank you to my amazing engineer Justin and the whole Voice America team thank you all so very much for listening and being part of the Right Road family blessings love and light to every single one of you in case you missed any part of tonight's show again I'm going to pop the link up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page in about 10 or 15 minutes and I'll also we're also going to have the click and listen giveaway I think that's going to be coming up in two weeks because my hubby's birthday next week so even if you're listening now you can still click and listen and enter that giveaway remember that the next on the right road show will be live here on Voice America Empowerment on Sunday October 1st In between our On the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and on our website at rightroadkids.org. Hey, you guys, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, October 1st at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Wishing all of you outstanding classroom management and off-the-charts learning.